As of this recording, we are just a few days away from March, which is also Women's History Month. So today we will discuss Leona Woods and find out why she is important to Chicago's history. Then we will talk with Amanda Scatiz, founder of Chicago Detours, about their plans for Women's History Month. For a longer version of this episode, head to YouTube and search for Chicago History Podcast. I'm Tommy Henry, and this is the Chicago History Podcast. note before we get too far into this during my discussion with amanda from chicago detours there are a few times a word is used that might offend some i put it in the show's notes listen accordingly a little background on how women's history month came to be according to womenshistorymonth.gov Women's History Month had its origins as a national celebration in 1981 when Congress passed Public Law 97-28, which authorized and requested the president to proclaim the week beginning March 7, 1982, as Women's History Week. Throughout the next five years, Congress continued to pass joint resolutions designating a week in March as Women's History Week. In 1987, after being petitioned by the National Women's History Project, Congress passed Public Law 100-9, which designated the month of March 1987 as Women's History Month. Between 1988 and 1994, Congress passed additional resolutions requesting and authorizing the president to proclaim March of each year as Women's History Month. Since 1995, presidents have issued a series of annual proclamations designating the month of March as Women's History Month. These proclamations celebrate the contributions women have made to the United States and recognize the specific achievements women have made over the course of American history in a variety of fields. Born in suburban LaGrange, Illinois, in 1919, Leona Harriet Woods graduated from Lyons Township High School at age 14 and went on to study chemistry at the University of Chicago, where she graduated with a Bachelor of Science degree in chemistry at age 18 in 1938. After completing her graduate thesis, she was hired by Enrico Fermi to work in his lab as part of the Pile One team at the University of Chicago. Wood's expertise in physics made her a key addition to the roster of scientists working on the development of the first artificial nuclear reactor. According to Laura Fermi in her book Adams and the Family, My Life with Enrico Fermi, Leona Woods was, quote, a tall young girl built like an athlete who could do a man's job and do it well. She was the only woman physicist in Enrico's group. At that time, her mother, who was also endowed with inexhaustible energy, was running a small farm near Chicago almost by herself. To relieve Mrs. Woods of some work, Leona divided her time between atoms and potatoes, end quote. Leanna Woods oversaw the design and construction of the project's neutron detectors and was the only woman present for the first nuclear chain reaction, 
which occurred on December 2nd, 1942, on a squash court underneath the abandoned Stag football field. An article in the January 16th, 1958 New York Daily News titled Adams and Eves, insert grown here, on that historic afternoon in December 1942, when the pile, quote, went critical, end quote, Leona Wood spent 28 busy minutes relaying data to Fermi from a myriad dials. For those of you keeping track, Leona Woods was 23 at the time, and again, the only woman of a team of more than 40 men. Woods married fellow physicist John Marshall Jr. in 1943 and later had two sons, Peter and John. Although they had been involved in the design of every early nuclear reactor as Leona Woods Marshall and her husband John had relocated to Hanford, Washington to conduct research on heavy water for nuclear reactors, they were not present in Alamogordo, New Mexico in July of 1945 for the test of the first atomic bomb. In December of 1945, Mademoiselle Magazine chose two women with strong Chicago connections as part of their 10 Outstanding Women of 1945 list. The first was the then 26-year-old Leona Woods Marshall, who the magazine noted was about to start a residence as a fellow at the Institute of Nuclear Studies at the University of Chicago. The other... Poet Gwendolyn Brooks, who had received considerable acclaim for her book of poetry, A Street in Bronzeville. The Atomic Energy Commission reported in July of 1947 that more than 300 women scientists and technicians were working on the National Atomic Energy Program. More than 100 of those women were based at Argonne Labs in suburban Lamont, Illinois. By the late 1950s, Leona Woods Marshall was at Princeton's Institute for Advanced Study doing pure research in the field of high-energy nuclear activity, exploring the physics of the sun's atmosphere and the glue-like forces that hold the nuclei of atoms together. Leona Woods Marshall's marriage to John Marshall resulted in divorce. She later married Nobel Prize-winning chemist Willard Libby. In Leona Woods Marshall Libby's long career, she studied climatology, fundamental particle physics, the general structure and evolution of the universe, quantum chemistry, and more. She was also a strong proponent of irradiating food with gamma rays instead of using sprays to eliminate harmful bugs. According to an entry on AtomicHeritage.org, Libby also worked for the RAND Corporation, quote, a think tank which would play an important role in developing United States nuclear strategy during the Cold War. Among Libby's many papers for RAND was research on the environmental impact of human activity and world pollution. Libby would later go on to teach at UCLA, where she helped create the Department of Environmental Science and Engineering. At the time of her death in November of 1986, it was reported that in addition to three books, Libby wrote approximately 200 scientific papers, including her last paper on quasi-stellar objects, which was published in 1984. According to her son, John Marshall III, when his mother was starting out, quote, she said there were people who told her to go back to pots and pans. Probably she just sort of outworked and outshone some of the best of them. 
With me today is the founder of Chicago Detours, Amanda Scatis. Welcome. Thanks for having me. So for uh, people who didn't see uh, the last time you were on, tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, and Chicago Detours. So I started Chicago Detours in 2010. Uh, we are a tour company and we like to say that we bring people to explore stories and places locals don't know. And we would do walking tours, bus tours, also hop on private yacht charters. We would do them downtown and in neighborhoods. And then it's been about a year now that we've been doing virtual tours and we moved quick on it when everything, uh, our whole world shifted. And now that is, that's what we do our virtual events. With March coming up and Women's History Month, uh, I know I've got a couple of things that I'm working on, but uh, I'd love to hear more about what you guys are doing as well. So for the past uh, few years, I guess this is the fourth year that we've created a Badass Women of Chicago History event. So what we have done for three years, we made a live storytelling event where we invited people to share the stories of women from Chicago history who are awesome. And there is so many of them. And sadly, most people, if you ask them about women from Chicago history, even people who are versed in Chicago history can not uh, count out more names than what's on a single hand. Um, maybe two or three names will come up over and over again, but there are so many women who have uh, had incredible accomplishments and contributed to making this city great. So this is a celebration of what they've created. So what, uh, what we've done this year to be able to keep the spirit of that event alive is we are doing a virtual event um, that tells the stories of, uh, of women from Chicago's past. And specifically, we have designed it so that we're really looking at how their unique stories can inspire us in the present. Because now is, of course, a time where everyone of any gender is in, in need of a little inspiration and, and hope, right? So uh, so we're looking at, you know, qualities like integrity and fearlessness, um, intensity, uh, these qualities that, that, that these women really uh, possess that really embed, uh, is embedded in their story. Now, I imagine that um, a lot of the women you talk about were featured in this. I actually bought the uh, copy of your uh, Badass Women Journal uh, before the holidays and, and gave it as a gift and, and kept one for myself. Um, the thing that I really like about it is, yes, I mean, being a history fan myself, there were a couple of people where I was like, wait, what? And, and was surprised. But, you know, you've got um, uh, Enid Yandel, sculptor. You've got Bessie Coleman, who was a daredevil pilot. You've got singers and actresses and community leaders and uh, uh, inventors. And you've got all these amazing women. So, Obviously, if someone's not into the arts, well, that's okay, because you've got people who are daredevils and inventors. And, and honestly, uh, you know, not to, you know, speak too much of, about your book, um, but uh, your, your journal, uh, it seems like a great gift for young girls, right, to kind of, you know, inspire the next generation of women. Yes. So, I mean, I would say it's an awesome gift for a woman of any age because 
Um, while I think journaling is maybe particularly trendy among younger women, um, all women love to write or draw or doodle. Um, so the, the booklet basically has original artwork of uh, showing some of these women and with little bits of their stories. And then there's blank pages in the in-betweens. And that's for people to be able to, you know, jot down their own ideas. And yes, excellent. Um, So yeah, we've had people buying them for their moms. We've had moms buying them for their daughters. It's really just an awesome gift to kind of say thanks to a woman also who you admire um and uh or or want to inspire absolutely um, i was just thinking i i didn't look to see whether um uh the artwork was done by a woman um and i see it yes. is uh original artwork by madeline burse um is is she part yes. of your team or did you find her elsewhere um, no, found her elsewhere through our network, uh, looked at a lot of different styles of art and wanted to, uh, we were looking for a style that wouldn't be 100% realistic, that would have a little bit of a poetic quality to the artwork. So that was how we chose Madeline's work. Yeah, and I, I think you nailed it. And I, I like that you don't necessarily have all, you know, kind of pictures and bios, but you've got some really nice quotes um, as well, which uh, I think helps. Yes, we wanted to be able to include quotes from other, uh, you know, more inspiring figures and some that are even more, you know, present and famous, you know, Gloria Steinem's in there and we've got Michelle Obama quotes in there. So kind of women across history who are really, you know, paving paths for, for subsequent generations. And so on the um, upcoming tour, how many uh, uh, tours do you have planned for the month of March? I mean, do you have, I guess you no, can we have, um, we have four public tours um, that people can uh, experience for themselves um, by going to chicagodetours.com and clicking on public events. So um, we have, it's a limited amount of space um, and we're doing them, let's see, Monday, March 8th at 6 p.m. We've got um, Friday the 12th at 7 p.m. And then we're doing two Saturdays at one for like an afternoon. So we kind of wanted to try to accommodate different people's schedules there. And then we also have a lot of people that are booking this for a private event, uh, whether it's, you know, a way for their family to be able to connect. Um um, and then most of all, lots of lots of corporate groups uh, doing it to celebrate Women's History Month. Very nice. And of the women in the uh, in the journal, how many of them do you cover on the tour or is it all different uh, people? Um, no, it's uh, five women that are in the journal are on the virtual event. People do not have to buy the journal to attend the event or they can just buy the journal, either one or but but the two of them together make for a really cool experience. So speaking as a woman, why do you think it's important uh, for us to uh, promote women's history? So we have to promote women's history so that women can achieve equality in the present. So women still do not make the same as men. And it has, there are, there are a lot of different factors behind that, but the more that we show that women are equal members in our society, the more that we can really value that. So to give you an example, I was looking to watch a movie from the 1970s the other day, and I noticed every movie that I looked at, it was a male protagonist. Today, 
when you look at movies, there are tons of female protagonists. This has been very recent trend in the last few years. And these kinds of movements, you know, some of them start with pop culture, some of them start grassroots. And the more and the more that we show that women's stories are important to everyone, the more that women are going to be getting the same kind of uh, equal standing in the workplace. We're going to get more women CEOs. We're going to be able to get uh, more equality, more women business owners too. What else is uh, what else is coming up for Chicago Detours later this year? I'm I'm uh, sure you're looking for enough of the vaccine to get enough people's arms and for the pandemic to uh, slowly uh, go away. Um, what uh, what do you have planned? Are you kind of waiting and seeing? We're um, we're waiting it out for the moment. Um, we are strategizing that how we're going to step back into travel. We're pretty sure that. We would like to be targeting families are going to be trying to get together. So what are the events that we can, the tours, uh, whether it's, you know, renting a, a van for the day or an SUV and being able to throw the family in the car and do an exploration of Chicago. We're kind of trying to wrap our minds around how, how we will be tiptoeing back into doing physical events again. It, that all sounds amazing, and and uh, I'm certainly looking forward to that as well. Because uh, as much as I enjoy sitting in front of um, uh, digital newspapers and doing research, uh, I'm getting a little uh, itchy as well. Yes. Um, where can people find you? ChicagoDetours.com. I'm guessing you're all over social media. Tell us uh, where where people can find yeah, you. Yeah, you can find us on our YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe. We've got Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest um all the all the main ones um and yeah chicagodetours.com you can buy the badass women journal from there as well i really appreciate talking to you it's uh i learn something new every time i have you on and uh, and again i'm looking forward to getting out on my own amanda scatisse thank you so much for your time thank you so much for your time Thank you for joining us for today's episode about Leona Woods and Women's History Month. Thanks to Amanda from Chicago Detours. You can find out all they have to offer and order a copy of the Women's History Journal at chicagodetours.com. Feel free to reach out if you have any questions about anything covered today or anything to add. My email is chicagohistorypod at gmail.com. For more pictures and info related to this story, Follow Chicago History Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The Chicago History Podcast logo and the art used on the social media pages was created by John K. Schneider. Thanks, Johnny. It can be found at AngelEyesArtJKS on Instagram or via email at AngelEyesArtJKS at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with another chapter in Chicago's history. Until then, get out and explore when possible. Learn more about whatever city you live in and stay safe.